Hello, folks, and welcome back to another episode of Are You a Fan? If you like this episode, give us a like, share, follow, and, uh, you know, maybe spread the word. It'd be cool if we get a little bit more subscribers. So, this week, uh, I actually don't have a question. I'm kind of slacking off here. What you got for me, Joker? So, of all the Nintendo franchises, which one is your favorite? Hmm. That's a tough one. <laughs> I mean, I guess on Game Boy, I'd go with Pokemon. Just Nintendo in general. Yeah, Nintendo in general. I'm going to go with Zelda. Zelda was my first real, like, Nintendo 64 game. Makes sense. And Ninja Turtles didn't really go past 64 until GameCube. Right. How about you? Mine's definitely Pokemon. Of all the franchises, the one I still play. Fair. I grew up on Mario, but I don't really play them anymore. The last one I really played was in 64. <laughs> wow, it's been a while. Yeah. No, okay, that's valid. And yeah, uh, Pokemon, I'd argue, has been the most consistent. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> They're like, why change an already working formula? All okay. there slowly. Right. Okay, folks, so that brings us into this week's character. Um, we're talking about Mario this week. And uh, we're going to kind of change things up here at the beginning. We're going to kind of, let me ask the question. What do you think about this character? What do you know about this character before we did the research? Before the research, very little. I knew he was a big part of Donkey Kong growing, or like in his beginning, but that was about it. And he is like the king of cameos. You're not wrong there. I'll say that's about my base knowledge. Like, yeah, just I knew he, he started out in Donkey Kong, kind of went from there, and just yeah, he's the most arguably the most iconic game character ever designed. Yep. Like, I can show that character to anybody, and they know who it is. Him and Pikachu. Yeah, him and Pikachu. You know, the two mascots of Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. Man, it's one of those, like, you wonder, like, sometimes, like, with some of Nintendo's consoles, it's like, man, how have the other console people not beaten these guys out by now? And then you look at their two... They got that Because lock. their, uh, their failsafe is, hey, we're, we're losing something, we're losing some money. Okay, Pokemon game. Mario game. <laughs> That's kind of their answer to it. They're like, oh, we lost money on that random Zelda game we were trying to do. You know what? Let's just slap po let's just slap some new colors on this Pokemon game. Oh, we lost money on the Wii U, Pokemon, and Mario. Yep. <laughs> okay, so let's get into Mario's real-world history, always starting out fresh. So Mario is a character created by Japanese video game designer Shigeru Mi Miyamoto. Miyamoto. Shigeru Miyamoto. He is the title character of the video game franchise of the same name and the mascot of Japanese video game company Nintendo. Yeah, he is like their most prominent. <laughs> oh, he definitely is. I mean, he's also their oldest. Yeah, true. So Mario would first appear as the player character of Donkey Kong in 1981, which was a platform game. Uh, Miyamoto wanted to use Popeye as a protagonist, but when he could not achieve the licensing rights, he would create Mario instead. It's crazy to think Popeye <laughs> could have been the face of Nintendo. It's, I read that I, when I was doing the research. I read that. I'm like, oh, man. Somebody moves a chair in a timeline. This could have been completely different. When I was going over the script and it still had the, the hyperlink, I'm like, 
Is that really the Popeye I'm thinking of, or is this some random Japanese thing? No. Nope. Like, nope, it was Popeye. Which, honestly, I get it for the Donkey Kong game. Yeah, it, it makes sense. Yeah, it would have been perfect. It's just crazy <laughs> to think that Popeye could be the face of Nintendo and not Mario. Oh, that would have... I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I like Popeye, but I also like Mario. Right. Okay. So, Miyamoto expected the character to be unpopular and planned to use him for cameo appearances. Originally called Mr. Video. Man, that sounds like something straight out of the like, 80s. Video killed the radio star. Uh, he, he was renamed to Mario after Mario Seagal. Seagal? Mario. No idea. <laughs> Mario Seagal who was a real estate agent renting a warehouse to Nintendo at the time. Mario Seagal confronted the then-president Minoru Arakawa. Arakawa? Yeah, I got nothing for his. Okay, once again, I, we I all... I tried to look up how to pronounce it, and I couldn't find it anywhere. As we always say, we apologize if we butcher names. So, um, I guess he confronted the, uh, like the president of uh, Nintendo, demanding back rent. Following a heated argument in which Nintendo employees eventually convinced Seagal he would be paid, they opted to name the character in the game Mario after him. Man, you better have Seagal. Seagal's got some tight moves. <laughs> who knows? Maybe it's an ancestor. Right? <laughs> Only like 20 years later, but, you know, who knows? I mean, they come from the same area, I think, maybe. I know, I feel as though the internet's going to be like, this guy doesn't know anything about Steven Seagal. Nope. <laughs> and you'd be right. So Mario's clothing and characteristics would be themed after uh, the setting of Donkey Kong. He then began to star in the Super Mario series of platform games, beginning with the critically acclaimed Super Mario Bros. in 1985. And since 1992, Mario has been voiced by Charles Marinet. Or Martinet? who, fun fact, is also the voice of Parthenax from Skyrim. No kidding? That was one of my favorite things I learned. Oh, holy cow. I... That a dragon is voiced by Mario. <laughs> That's kind of awesome. Also, I do find it funny that like, they did not expect this character to actually be popular. Man, hindsight. <laughs> I mean, it's just like Lucas and Star Wars. True. You know, some of the most popular things aren't expected to be sometimes. I mean, that's kind of how memes work, really. That's not even getting to that culture. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, after Super Mario Bros., Mario began to branch off to different genres. This included puzzle games such as Dr. Mario, role-playing games such as Paper Mario, and Mario and Luigi, and support games such as Mario, or sports games. I mean, ah. Oh. I mean, I guess he can play a support role in those games. Uh, but yes, he moved into even sports games such as Mario Kart and Mario Tennis. He has appeared in other Nintendo properties such as in the Super Smash Bros. series of crossover fighting games. Which, yeah, he's a main staple of that one. I mean, I would like to think so. <laughs> Since half of the name, or a third name is kind of part of his game. Right. Also, just like, man, like, I I wonder who, I, I should have looked more into it, but just the idea of them being like, you know what would be cool? If Mario played tennis. Yeah, it's a very good question of how that one came about. Right? 
So Miyamoto would create Mario while developing Donkey Kong in an attempt to produce a best-selling video game for Nintendo. Previous games such as Sheriff had not achieved the success of a game such as Namco's Pac-Man, where he would end up creating an unnamed player, creator, uh, character, along with Donkey Kong and Lady, later known as Pauline. I love how they just kind of didn't have names for most of these characters. Well, I mean, when you don't think your character's really going to go anywhere, why bother? If it's just supposed to be a player character that's there for that one game. Actually, that's valid. That's pretty valid. Especially back in the day when, you know, games didn't really have a lot of uh, talking or even scripts. True. They were just kind of just sound, two-bit sounds. Yep. Also, Sheriff. I'm a little curious who that is or what that is. I think I remember hearing about it being like an arcade game, but I could be completely wrong. Well, folks, you, you know the drill. If you want to know, let us know. <laughs> so in the early stages of Donkey Kong, the focus of the game was to escape a maze. While Mario did not have the ability to jump, however, Miyamoto soon introduced jumping capabilities for the player's character, reasoning that if he had to if he had a barrel rolling towards you, what would you do? I'm like, yeah, jump. Either jump or forget the si- the space and st- sidestep it, but we know in those games it was Yeah. All you got is the one option. <laughs> Which is the thing about those games. It's like, who designed this warehouse? <laughs> Some evil, crazy monkey. Yeah, somebody who clearly didn't know about OSHA. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, no uh, arm rails anywhere. <laughs> right. So, though the protagonist was unnamed in the Japanese release of Donkey Kong, he was named Jumpman in the game's English instructions at, and Little Mario in the sales brochure. So, I guess that's kind of where you got the first use of the word Mario. Yeah. Wonder why they tacked on little. I think if I remember correctly, listening to one interview about with Miyamoto about like the first uh, Mario game, Mario Bros, is because he was just a little sprite. Okay, that okay, that kind of makes sense. Jumpy man, <laughs> the, uh, I like that. Just jump man, right? Oh, the worst superhero ever. So Miyamoto envisioned a character to be used in every game developed by Miyamoto, a go-to character who could be placed into any game if needed, albeit in cameo appearances as Miyamoto did not at the time expect the character to become singularly popular. To this end, he originally named the character Mr. Video. Video killed the radio star. Comparing what he intended for the character's appearance in later games to the cameos that Alfred Hitchcock had done with his films, which I think that's kind of cool that he was a little inspired by Alfred Hitchcock to like, which also is just funny because looking at how pudgy Mario is, right, with a big nose, I'm almost like, I'm like, wait, 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 wait. I'm, now I'm sorry, really put some comparisons together. Yeah, probably, probably good, not a bad comparison there, right. So, in retrospect, though, Miyamoto uh, commented that if he had, had named Mario Mr. Video, Mario likely would have disappeared off the face of the earth. And he's probably not wrong. Mm, probably uh, not. A name like that would just fall flat so fast. I feel like it would have been... It would have been one of those characters that, yeah, just disappears, and then you meet a hipster wearing a shirt of the character. Yeah. And they're like, I found it in a thrift shop. Isn't it vintage? It'd be like the original uh, Mickey Mouse being Steamboat Willie. Yeah. Like, because, yeah, I think we've all met that guy that has a Steamboat Willie, like, shirt picture. Yep. It's like, this was the original. It's like, nobody cares. <laughs> nope. <laughs> 
Okay, so while it is implied by the title of Mario Bros. series, in a 1989 interview, his full name was stated not to be Mario Mario. The first notable use of Mario Mario was in the 1993 live-action film adaptation of Super Mario series, and was further used in official video game strategy guides in 2000 for Mario Party 2 and 2003 for Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. Bling, bling. <laughs> Which, hmm. Mario, Mario. Yep. Yeah. Interesting one. I just kind of feel like uh, like Luigi Mario and Mario Mario. It's like, oh, I wonder who the parents liked. <laughs> right. So in 2012, after Charles voiced Mario, declaring himself Mario Mario at the San Diego Comic-Con, the next month, Nintendo CEO Satoru Iwata. God, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, so he, that he had no last name, which Miyamoto agreed with the month after. However, two, two months after Iwata's death in July of 2015, Miyamoto would change his stance, asserting at the Super Mario Bros. 30th Anniversary Festival that Mario's full name was indeed Mario Mario. You're nothing like uh, just changing your mind after your, buddy, your partner's death two months later. Kind of a dick move. It's a bit <laughs> of a dick move. I mean... That really makes you think if like he was just kind of going with it because he's like it's just too much of a hassle to fight you on this. Honestly, that's probably exactly what it was. And at that point, when also the voice actor says this is my name, yeah, it's hard to to combat that with the fans, especially with the fan. The fans control so much of the media of like these characters. Just like we talked about in the last episode with Sonic, we bullied us. A studio. <laughs> yeah, into re-altering an entire movie. So, yeah, no, no, I... Good call, Miyamoto. So, by Miyamoto's own accounts, Mario's profession was chosen to fit with the game's design. Since Donkey Kong takes place on a construction site, Mario is made into a carpenter. And when he appears again in Mario Bros, it was decided that he should be a plumber because of a lot of the game is situated under in underground settings, which is smart. Also, not not uncommon for those types of people to change professions. Right. Especially with like when they changed his profession to plumber. Makes sense when he's going down pipes. Yeah. I like a lot of it just made sense. It completely fits the aesthetic. Also, I mean, like, what was he in like three Donkey Kong games and that? Like, I think we can forget that he was a carpenter. We'll go over that later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't like that look Jordan <laughs> gave me. So Mario's character design, particularly his large nose, draws on Western influences. Once he became a plumber, Mar uh, Miyamoto decided to quote unquote, put him in New York and make him Italian. Lightheartedly attributing Mario's nationality to his mustache. Yeah. I mean, you can't say they didn't just take the race card and play it. I was, I was, okay, yeah. I was about to say, I'm like, like huh. <laughs> Don't know if this character would have been made nowadays. Oh, probably not. Not that directly influenced, no. Yeah. Okay, so other sources have Mario's profession chosen to be Carpenter in an effort to depict the character as an ordinary hard worker, making it easier for players to identify with him. After a colleague suggested that Mario more closely resembles a plumber, Miyamoto changed Mario's profession accordingly. Which, with what he's wearing, I feel like it could go either way. Oh, yeah. I've seen plumbers and carpenters wear that exact outfit. 
But I, I'm just kind of finding it amusing how easy it seems to be kind of to nudge Miyamoto in a certain direction on this character. Yeah, I kind of feel like this guy's just kind of existing with this character. Well, it's kind of what he says. He's like, no, I was supposed to be Popeye, so I don't care what happens to it now. It's what it feels like, to be honest. Right. So due to the graphical limitations of arcade hardware at the time, Miyamoto would clothe the character in red overalls and a blue shirt to contrast against each other and the background, making the movements of his arm easily perceptible. Which makes sense. you got to make it easy to see for for kids. Fair. Uh, red cap was later added to let Miyamoto avoid drawing the character's ha- hairstyle, forehead, and eyebrows, as well as to circumvent the issue of animating his hair as he jumped. This is some DBZ stuff all over again. Oh my god, did this guy take classes from the creator of Dragon Ball Z? Makes me wonder if they took it from him. Yeah. Cause yeah, no, I'm like I'm like, oh wow, that is which also smart, brilliant. Oh yeah. I love how now he does have bushy eyebrows with like with the progression of technology, this face has just become so detailed. Right. So, to give the distinctly human facial feature with a limited graphical abilities, Miyamoto drew a large nose and a mustache, which avoided the need to draw a mouth and facial expressions. Omitting a mouth circumvented the problem of clearly separating the nose from the mouth with a limited number of pixels available. Which, once again, yeah, just brilliantly short to the point. Yep, and you you don't have to do as much, you don't have to worry about as much being taken care of and animated it just makes sense yeah just nice simple i mean i kind of feel like that's why the original pokemon games had the dude with the hat yep so with more than 750 million units sold worldwide the overall mario franchise is the best-selling video game series of all time and that is (laughs) mind-blowing he really is the most iconic he really is is the the king of games yeah (laughs) Bow to your plumber overlord. <laughs> Bow to your king on his on his porcelain throne. Yeah, sorry, Triple H. You lost the title of King of Games. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Okay, so uh, that's what we got for Real World. Let's dive in universe and figure out who Mario really is as a person. Maybe. Let's find out. Okay, so Mario is a mustached Italian plumber who lives in the Mushroom Kingdom. Mario also sometimes rules his own land, Mario Land. Mario Land. Uh, a, confer- uh, a confirmed in... De- as. Oh, as. What was I saying? A. Oh, a. Okay, uh, yeah, that S disappeared. Okay. As confirmed in DIC cartoon Mario. Okay. As confirmed in DIC cartoon. Mario and his brother Luigi used to live in Brooklyn as plumbers. Humble beginnings. So the stork that was carrying Mario and Luigi, Kamek snatched baby Luigi and the stork with Mario failing, falling onto Yoshi. Yoshi and his traveling companions worked together to help Mario save Luigi while the toadies attempt to chase them. That was just a bunch of weird words all put together there. <laughs> I do like that the villains are called toadies, though. It reminds me of, like, gangster times or, like, yeah. monsters. Hey, hey, get, send the toadies after him. <laughs> oh. It's uh, kind of amusing to think that this is all happening. Is they're still babies. Right? 
I remember when I was like reading that, I'm like, oh yeah, there was a whole game about Baby Mario. <laughs> yep, I remember that too. <laughs> so after the defeat of Baby Bowser, Mario reunited with Luigi and Yoshi freed the stork. The stork continued carrying Mario and Luigi to the parents' home and left Mario and Luigi by the porch. So, you know, the happy ending. Just was a, you know, a short uh, side trip on the, the way. Also kind of gives you an idea of the whole, like, like what's Bowser's deal? Like, why does he hate Mario so much? It's like, oh, man, they've been rivals since the get-go. Yeah. So it makes you wonder, though, like, was Kamek part of Bowser's thing, or... That's a good question. Was it? Was he just like trying to kidnap babies? Like, st- still curious on what started this whole thing and how I mean, he ended up fighting Bowser. I mean, you hope that Bowser sent him to do this because otherwise, this just gets real weird. <laughs> like, why are you kidnapping children for your pies? You witch! <laughs> That's where all the kids are going. <laughs> Wait a second, I was too excited about that. <laughs> oh. So Donkey Kong the first, which is now Cranky Kong in the modern day with his grandson, grandson taking up the mantle, had kidnapped Pauline onto a dangerous construction site. Donkey Kong taunted and teased Mario until the plucky plumber slash carpenter defeated Donkey Kong and rescued Pauline. Well, at least now we know how that got started. Yeah. Because, yeah, no, I think I remember a little bit about that. Kind of always made you wonder. Though. I was like, okay, why are we in a Donkey Kong game as Mario and why do we care? Right. So, in order, which I do find that funny, though, that they named the game Donkey Kong, but he's, it's one of the few games where the title character is the villain. And yeah, you, especially for back then. That was, yeah. like, rare. And you don't even get a play as them. Nope. I was like, generally, you at least get a play as the villain if you're going to play the villain, if the villain's the title character. Okay, so, in order to make sure nothing like that happened ever again, Mario put Donkey Kong inside a cage. He then prevented Donkey Kong Jr. from rescuing Donkey Kong, but Donkey Kong Jr. caught up with Mario, releasing his father in the process. Which I do remember, I think there was a game based around that whole story. Probably. Also, that's a lot of Donkey Kongs. (laughs) That's in that paragraph. Oh, that really, that pushed me. So the Nintendo comic system, comic entitled Family Album, The Early Years, is another early uh, medium that depicts Mario's childhood. According to it, Mario has taken to an early interest in plumbing, although frequently misbehaving, such as making his father's pipe emit bubbles instead of smoke. At least that's, you know, a innocent shenanigan. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not like some of the shenanigans that Bowser pulls. Mmm, <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Okay, so uh, Mario is also adept at sports, scoring home runs in his neighborhood softball team. Mario at birth is shown to have a full he- head of hair and a fa- and facial stubble that quickly becomes a mustache. Who is this kid? I'm jealous. <laughs> Why am I jealous of a baby? <laughs> so the comic also depicts Luigi as several years younger than Mario, whereas he is depicted as Mario's younger twin in the video game. So a little bit of a continuity problem there, but, you know, it's one of those, it happens, especially with game-based characters. Oh, yeah. That, like, I'd say probably the only majorly consistent canonical character we've done video game-wise has been Master Chief. Yeah, that may be Kratos. 
Oh yeah. Oh, you're right. Kratos is another one, but it's yeah, that's about it. It's kind of rare the, though for them to have that linear of a can, canonical story. Yeah. All right. Especially early on. Oh God, yeah. All right, so let's get into powers and abilities. So Mario's most commonly portrayed form of attack is jumping to stomp on the heads of his enemies. That sounds metal. Right. Like, yeah, it's cute in the game, but, like, you really think about it, it's like, mm, that's actually pretty effed up. <laughs> so he also possesses super strength, jumping, durability, speed, reflexes, stamina, agility, gymnastics, acrobats, athletics, balance, and endurance. Yeah, for a pudgy little dude, the guy can run. And, like, never seems to slow he, he's down. He's like the Energizer Bunny. He just keeps going and going and going. I, I mean, I guess, I, guess the, I, guess those, I guess those mushrooms have a lot of potential in them. <laughs> so, okay. So, he also has regeneration, uh, resurrection, passive with a one-up glove or one-up mushroom. Or a lot extra life mushroom? I don't know. It gets confusing in these games with all the equipment. Uh, es- Esokinesis? No idea. Knowing it's the music keys, I think it's the one that allows him to teleport from plane to plane. Pyro- pyrokinesis? Yeah, with the fire flower burn! <laughs> Love the fire flower one. Best one. Right? <laughs> Um, also tra- he's got a bunch of transformations, got frog forms, raccoon forms, kite forms. The guy's got a lot. Uh, he is also a fast swimmer, aquatic res- respiration. Sometimes I think that depends on whether you get the frog suit. Probably. Uh, also ground power and that. So they will pick up things, I think, and throw them. That's ground pound. Oh, so that's uh, slamming into the ground to uh, defeat uh, enemies. I remember, yeah. Oh, yeah, like in N64 when you'd use that to, like, smash the bottom bricks. Yep. So master combatant, skilled pilot, high intelligence, great leader. He's very charismatic. And also, I find this the funniest and most random one. Dr. Knowledge. Well, they had to tie he... in Dr. Mario somehow. And that's what I love about that. He was an actual doctor at one point. What happened? Man, malpractice? Uh, he's too busy chasing Peach. Ah, apparently. <laughs> okay, now power-ups. Pyrokinesis, Fire Flower, Invincibility with the Superstar, Flight with Various Objects, Cryokinesis, Freeze Touch with Ice Flower. There's an Ice Flower now? Oh, my God. Uh, geokinesis with the rock mushroom. See, see, there's your rock powers. There we go. <laughs> so, boomerang mastery with boomerang flower. Enhanced jump with spring mushroom. Chrysopeia, uh, chrysokinesis, chrysokinesis. Gold. I think he can turn. I think he can straight up Greek turn someone into gold. We'll go with that. I have no idea. Okay, never seen that one. Uh, he also ha- apparently can ha- obtain bee physiology with the bee mushroom, turtle physiology with blue shell, ghost physiology with boo mushroom, and nephilicinicitapapa cloud flower. Nephilicinicus? Nephilicinicus. We'll go with that. Let's end there. And also 
the greatest one, his um, most iconic, I'd argue, is the is the raccoon. Yep. Which, if I remember correctly, that kind of goes into the uh, flying one too. Yeah. Yep. And that's kind of what we got for his powers and abilities. I mean, for you know, don't look like much, but don't don't come at him. If you come at him, you better come correct. The hands still don't come at him, <laughs> right? Take us away. So getting into other media starts immediately. If anybody remembers listening to our last episode, as we talked about Sonic and how many games he was in, we had a question of you know who was more, Sonic or Mario. Well, we have de- a definite answer. Definitely Mario. Yeah. With over 200 games that he has appeared in. So, definitely not listing off names. Yeah. But no. he has appeared in over tw- or in 23 Donkey Kong games. So, that hints the look earlier. We're like, oh, he's in three. We're good. Nope. They went for 20 more. Oh, my God. Okay. He's in 10 Donkey Kong Jr. games. Holy he's in God. Donkey Kong 2. He's in 14 Mario Bros. games, Mario Bros. Submit Factory, nine tennis games, four pinball games, seven golf games where all but one in 2003 were in the 80s. He has six Super Mario games. So a lot of these, as we get to some of these ones now, it's different versions of them for different systems. Uh, Okay. Because he has six Super Marios, four Super Mario 2, Three Super Mario 3 games. He's in two Tetris games. Three Dr. Mario games. And 25 various forms of Mario Party games. There are 25 versions of that? Between the different kind of systems. The GameCube, the handhelds, the newer systems. That also just feels like the most random one to have the most. Like, even with across systems. Eh, not really. Because that's a great one for a lot of people to play together. I guess. It, I never, it's like the the Smash Bros. If I'm being honest, I never really played Mario Mario Party. I've played like two. I was all about Mario Kart. Yep. Rainbow Bridge, baby. <laughs> so in animation, he has uh, he appeared in the 1983 and Saturday Super K TV show, 1986 Super Mario Super Show, The Adventures of Super Mario Bros. 3, and Super Mario World. Now into the unfortunate parts of video game movie history. In 1993, he was uh, appeared in the film loosely based on Super Mario series, Super Mario Bros. Where in a 2007 interview, Hodgkins, uh, who portrayed Mario, considered the role his worst choice in his acting career and admitted to constantly drinking before and during filming. Well, that explains the broken hand. It also explains on why the movie was so bad. <laughs> yeah. That probably didn't help the situation. I was gonna say, fun fact, and one of the he insisted on doing some of his own stunts, and on one of the ones where they're on the back of a work truck, he broke his hand. Well, now we know why. <laughs> but it also just tells you how bad the movie is when your star can't do it sober. Yeah, that's not great. And then in the film coming out next month in 2023, Chris Pratt will voice Mario in coming up. I, none of us, uh, Mr. Moon just voice. He doesn't know how he feels about it. I'm not going to lie to you, Mr. Moon. I don't think any of us really know how we feel about that. I do. I'd rather be anybody else. <laughs> okay, fair. Like, I'd rather be an Italian. Like, I I like Chris Pratt. Don't get me wrong. But he's it's getting to the point. He's in too much stuff. 
Yeah, and unnecessarily in too much. Yeah, because there's no reason for him to be in this. Also, what I think bothers me the most is the voice actor is still actively voicing Mario in games and exactly. alive. Exactly, he'd be way better. Yeah, like this isn't us trying to find a live action version of him. This is literally, hey, dude, uh, you know how you voice the game character this weekend? Yeah, we have a multi-million dollar movie that we could also use you voicing the character in. Yeah, much better choice. I'm pretty excited who they picked to play Luigi, though. He's an actor from Always Sunny, and he's perfect. The rest of the cast is actually pretty good. Oh, insanely. I just don't want Chris Pratt. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty pretty done with it. Chris Pratt, I'm going to need you to uh, I'm gonna need you to sell down if, you're, if you ever hear this. <laughs> Just ease up, because you're starting to become a problem. Well, folks, uh, that's what we got for Mario. And as always, end the episode with, uh, what'd you think of the character, Joker? Honestly, he's been one that I've always kind of been a fan of. He was one of the first games I was playing as a kid. It's childhood uh, idol, I guess. Yeah. I guess not quite idol, but... Somewhere yeah. in that realm. Like he's definitely one of, he's definitely one of our childhood like core Figures. memories. Yeah, core memory. There we go. And you know what? Yeah, I'm still a fan and even more so doing the research. For anyone that's still listening, if you got something out of this, enjoyed the episode, or even liked the character before from a movie, comic, cartoon, hell, even that t-shirt that you saw one time. You're a fan too. If you want to jump on this train, why not subscribe and share with a friend? Dick Rail out. Y'all keep riding them rails.